The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Good morning. This is Howard Strauss, and you're listening to the Power of Natural Healing. Uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where you can find out all kinds of great information, books, media, booklets, uh, testimonials, about information that you can use to protect your own health. Recover it if necessary, uh, protect it, maintain it, and enjoy robust good health without drugs, without doctors, without any kind of uh, any kind of artificial means. And in keeping with that uh, that promise, that we can help you with your health, and we can give you good information that you can use today to protect your health and your children and your family. Uh, we're talking with uh, Brad Case. Now, Dr. Brad Case. Um, Dr. Brad Case is a, a, a chiropractor who I met when he was out in uh, California. He has since moved back east and uh, now to the center part of the country. Uh, and he wrote, he had written a book uh, called Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. And when I read that book, I immediately bought 25 copies and gave them out to everybody I loved, people uh, people who were near and dear to me, <clears throat> because this was good information, great information. Um, he's he's extremely knowledgeable, writes with a very conversational tone of voice, and yet uh, and, and and a good sense of humor, uh, and yet uh he he really delivers the goods as far as uh information you need to know to keep yourself healthy particularly in this age of assaults by our government constant assaults by our government uh against our health uh Brad if I may call you Brad um, Absolutely. um Brad welcome to the power of natural healing Oh nice to be back again Howard well, it's uh, it's just great to have you. It's always a, a spirited and lively conversation. Um, just recently, again, um, vaccines have been on the news, and then they've also been uh, on on national uh, public radio. So uh, we hear we hear the government putting out propaganda uh, on national public radio, disguised as interviews about, uh, vaccines and their safety and their, and the necessity for everybody to get vaccines. Um, 
and uh, and they're they're putting on another push. Uh, why do you suppose that is? Well, um, like a, like just about everything in uh, healthcare and politics these days, it's generally about money. So um, selling more vaccines is is always the the number one thing. No matter what it co- no matter what the cost to the population. Yeah, unfortunately, that they're they are not in really in the healthcare business uh, as, as I as I would define it. They're in the business of selling drugs, and drugs are chemicals that you know they produce in these labs and so forth. And so, you know, they're really in the business of selling chemicals to people. And in order to sell more chemicals, they have to either convince us that there are you know these horrible threats out there. Or they have to have more sick people, and strangely, uh, a lot of their drugs end up creating sick people. They, they they get you started early on in in life. You know, day one they give you uh, the hepatitis B vaccine. A um, couple months later, they start you on the DPT and polio, and then and then the HIV, and then you know the MMR. And then it just goes on and on from there. So these are all your quote-unquote well baby visits to the pediatrician. They're all surrounded around the CDC vaccine schedule, indoctrinating you from day one into the medical role model. These um, these vaccines, we've, we have proof now um, that the more a person is vaccinated and the younger they are vaccinated, the sicker they are. This, this is the statistical proof that's been uh, that's out there. I know you're aware of that study. Well, yeah. Could you uh, could you just elaborate for our audience? I think it had to do with how many children who were vaccinated had to go to hospital versus unvaccinated. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't remember all the exact specific numbers right off the top of my head, but the, the overall trend was the the more a person a more a child was vaccinated the more often they, you know, were admitted to a hospital, the sicker they were, the worse their diseases were. Um, also, the more vaccines they received at a time also played a part. So, the, obviously, the more vaccines they got at, a, at, at one particular office visit led to more uh, morbidity. I, th- I, think that, I think that the, uh, uh, the number was five times. Um, so five, children who were vaccinated were five times as likely to be hospitalized uh, with flu than children who were not. Uh, I, I was reminded of that just just uh, yesterday when the local um, television station said that oh uh, the Monterey the statistics in Monterey were that uh, um, 47 more people had died of uh, flu this year than last year. And that the flu, uh, the f- flu was uh, much more danger, more dangerous, and more prevalent this year than last year. Blah blah blah. What they did not say, and what would be uh, an extremely important uh, point of datum here, would be that uh, whether or not any of these people had been vaccinated. Now, if all of them had been vaccinated, then that would be a, a very strong point not to vaccinate. If none of them had been vaccinated, then it would be a strong point to vaccinate. But since since they didn't mention that none of them had been vaccinated, I assume then that they are suppressing or glossing over the fact that most of them had been. 
but that's sure. an assumption. And uh, I, you know, I will, I will give you long odds that you will not be able to find this kind of information. Right. We do have odds. Let me, um, let me look this up real quick. Uh, the not on this year in Monterey per se, but we do know that uh, the flu shot in general is not an effective shot. Um, of course, it's different every year because every year they have to guess at what is going to, what bugs, what flu viruses are actually going to be out there, and they have to guess that about 11 months in advance, um, you know, using, using certain models and so forth, that, you know, educated guess, I guess. But the um, overall effectiveness of the flu shot, if you just go back, you know, many years, is probably anywhere from zero to 30% effect. And, you know, at the best, I think the best statistic I've ever seen is something like 40 to 50% effect. Um, and, it, of course, it depends a little bit on your age. Um, for example, the British Medical Journal in uh, 06 did a study, reported on a study that the Cochrane Collaboration um, did a meta-analysis on 260,000 children aged 6 to 23 months and found that, in, in this case, in this cohort, the flu shot was no more effective than a placebo for kids under two years old. So no different from a, a sugar bill. Um, Lancet also stated uh, that for those over 65, which is the other major group that the, they market these shots to, that the flu shot was uh, about 30% effective. And so this is kind of the general rule that flu shots are, you know, fairly effective at all, and and then there are uh, severe possible side effects to these shots, too. And now, that goes for, for all these shots, including the flu shot, but others as well. Now, side effects, are that that is one of the biggest scams themselves that uh, <clears throat> that exists, because uh, the idea that that uh, that these negative effects of chemicals that you poisonous chemicals that you pump into your body are side effects is nonsense. They are effects. They are ill effects. Yeah, they're accidental effects. They're, they're effects on the body that they didn't necessarily intend. They didn't but. intend, or maybe they did. Um, I sent you an article uh, on on the um, release by Baxter International, a, a very large manufacturer of vaccines in Europe, uh, where uh, Baxter released 18 million doses to, uh, eight, to to a whole bunch of European countries of vaccine <clears throat> that was contaminated with uh, what what amounts to a weapon of mass destruction, which was the uh, the avian flu. And the reason it's yeah. considered a, a weapon of mass destruction is that it has a 50% mortality rate. And it was just by chance that a, uh, a lab tech in Czechoslovakia uh, injected some of this vaccine into uh, into uh, either a bird or a monkey or something, and uh, and and the the animal died. Yeah. They- and the ferrets, and, and they all died. And, and and then they all died. And and uh, and the question is, uh, in order to in order to uh, infect 18 million doses of vaccine, they would have had to have a few kilos of this uh, uh, of this preparation. And this this is considered a weapon of mass destruction. And and there are very very stringent containment uh, uh, rules for such. 
And to, right. to, to imagine that accidentally several kilos of this, uh, of this weapon that can be used as by terrorists very easily, uh, got into doses that were, uh, that, that were distributed widely across Europe, it says nothing so much to me as, uh, as they were deliberately trying to start a pandemic. I, I can't imagine any other explanation, and they didn't offer any explanation either. Yeah, that's that's the thing that. Makes nor were they nor were they penalized, and this is that that's even more scary. Yeah. So the the, the background of that story, I guess, is that they ha- they were intending to create um, their normal seasonal flu vaccine, which is in this case the H one N one, and um, they accidentally, supposedly. Um, ended up putting some of the H5N1, the avian flu vaccine, in there. Now, what, what's really dangerous about this, besides the, as you said, 50 to 60% mortality rate of the bird flu uh, vaccine, is that if they, if you combine two different virus strains in a single cell, those viruses, they, the, the virus particles, they, they once they get inside the cell, they, they break apart, and the different particles then recombine. And they don't necessarily always, you know, recombine with just themselves, the, the H1N1 with other H1N1. It could be H1N1 with H5N1. And then you get all kinds of new uh, viruses that, that uh, humans have never seen before. Could you hold? Could, could you hold that thought? Could you hold that thought for a moment, uh, Brad? I have. We have a break. We're coming up on a break, and yeah. uh, I want to continue this line of thought. But uh, but we have a break. Please stay with us. This is the power of natural healing. We're talking to Dr. Brad Case, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, and I urge you to get that book. Uh, and uh, this is Howard Strauss, your host uh, for the power of natural healing. We'll be back right after the break. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the earthing specials, Visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Wellness. 
You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back, folks, to The Power of Natural Healing. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, we're talking with uh, Dr. Brad Case. Um, we're talking. We're talking about vaccines and viruses and what appears to be a shadowy agenda of uh, governments in league with uh, drug manufacturers uh, to cause disease and uh, maximize profits at the uh, at the expense of populations. Uh, governments have no uh, have no. No cause to keep populations healthy and alive, and as a matter of fact, pharmaceutical companies have a uh, have a real financial incentive to make us sick and keep us there. Um, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, where you can get Dr. Case's book, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, uh, and I highly recommend it. It is an excellent, excellent piece of work, uh, especially for anyone interested in the uh, the issue of vaccine dangers. And um, and it's very well written, and uh, we're talking to the author right now. Uh, Brad, you were you were uh, waxing eloquent about the uh, about the possibilities when you combine two of these deadly vaccines or two of these uh, sorry two of these viruses in a vaccine. Um, what happens then? Yeah. So just to recap again, um, so H5N1 being the avian flu, H1N1 being the seasonal flu, when those two both end up in the same cell, they, they, the viral particles break apart, and then they recombine. This is a process that's known as reassortment. And um, this is a very dangerous thing because, for one, it, uh, it leads to brand new uh, viruses that humans have never seen before. We have no immunity whatsoever to but also, uh, it, it potentially can lead to basically a more airborne version of the bird flu. This, this is the very deadly, you know, 50 to 60 percent mortality is caused by this one. The problem uh, with the, I mean, the, I guess the, the saving grace of the bird flu is that it's not easily transmitted from person to person. Um, people, the only people that really caught it were the people that were working with dead or diseased birds you know, in really high quantity. So those people would, um, you know, especially probably if they were sick themselves, would pick up this virus and then very high mortality. Um, how, it, but how it wouldn't spread from, say, that person to his family or friends, people he came in contact with. If we recombine things, then there's a very high possibility that it could uh, spread from person to person, and there we have the pandemic. And that's what can lead to, you know, millions of people dying. So what I what I you know I looked at some of the data coming out of uh, Asia when the bird flu was first first became an issue in Asia and Canada and so forth. I looked at some of the raw data, and what it looked like to me was that uh, that the the victims, the people who actually died of it, were were actually in a fairly uh, fairly contained groups. Um, one was elderly people, people in um, uh, people in the in their 70s and uh, and 80s. One was very very young people, children, 
In other words, people without without really strong immune systems to begin with. Uh-huh. Uh, and and often, as you said, with uh, with 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 uh, poultry industry workers. Yeah. So so if they had if they had responded in you know to that specific um, to that specific grouping those those uh, those modes of transmission, they could have contained it a lot easier than inoculating entire populations for it. Oh yeah. Well, if we wanted to actually get rid of this, I mean, the the bird flu um, only happened in the um, the chickens and so forth that were um, the the contained uh, what are they called capos, the contained uh, feeding um, what are they called? The, the very, 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 very tightly packed uh, yeah, uh, chicken yeah, coops and things, yeah. On top of each other and pooping on each other and everything. Um, not the free-range chickens. So had we just, you know, had free-range chickens, the bird flu probably wouldn't have even occurred in birds, let alone in people. We wouldn't be worrying about vaccinating people for it at all, and it just would have never happened. Is that pretty much the case also with, uh, with the swine flu, uh, with swine operations? Um, that I'm not sure. I haven't done the research on that. I can't say. Um, because that also that also emerged in a very strange way out of Mexico. It didn't. It didn't seem very natural at all. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, uh, swine can. Um, they're they're kind of closer to humans, and so we can pick up, you know, viruses. We think a little easier from them. Again, I'm not I'm not all that well versed on the, the swine flu and how how it all works, but. Um, but uh, sometimes, you know, if, if, if uh, bird flu gets into a pig and then that recombines and then that, you know, <laughs> there's all kinds of weird things that can happen with viruses. Yeah, and and one one of the things that has that has happened is that these uh, these new strains of flu have emerged that have apparently have particles of the swine flu, particles of the bird flu, and particles of human flu, all uh, combined. In one virus, and uh, and there's no way that that could happen naturally. Probably not naturally. Yeah, it, it probably would have to be injected into the, you know you inject the bird flu into a pig and bird, human flu or H1N1 into a pig and those recombining the the cells of the pig and then you got the you know bird swine person flu. It's, it, viruses are very uh, adaptable. Uh, we go through these things uh, about every ten years. Viruses will kind of have a, a major shift in their um, genetics, and so that's when we get kind of you know a big outbreak. You know, we get we got the 1918 uh, Spanish flu, and there were many flus way back then. Uh, it, it, correct me if I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I incorrect in in uh, saying that almost everybody, if not everybody, who died in the 1918 um, flu uh, flu pandemic? Uh, had been vaccinated? Um, I don't believe they had a vaccine then. But what, what is true is that most of those people, if not all of those people, died of actually bacterial super infections. So they get a flu, and then, you know, that, that weakens their immune system and makes them more susceptible to a bacterial over a super infection, and the bacteria is actually what kills them. So the virus doesn't actually kill you. It's... It, in, in almost all cases. I mean, viruses are usually cause very mild diseases, if any disease at all. Um, this is something I, I go at 
go to a great length to describe in my book um, that you know usually viruses just cause mild diseases, even in the case of AIDS, which is another whole ball game. But you know, that would and polio is another one. I know we've talked about polio at great length before, but um, my my theory is that polio is not actually caused by a virus at all, but by a toxin. Uh, so same thing with AIDS, basically, is uh, it's caused by drugs or toxins, not a virus. Right, right. Uh, which is uh, which, which means that they're they're after the wrong thing here. They're after the yeah. They're trying to prevent some mild, usually mild disease in a normal healthy person. You know, um, you know, I can you and I can get a flu, and you know, we're down for a few days or a week if we even get it. Um, I usually don't get sick, and I know you don't either. But, no, no. But with reasonable uh, immune system can survive a flu. Uh, but, you know, somebody that's very weakened, um, you know, compromised for whatever reason because of their, their age. being Or, other, or, or other medications they're taking or other diseases right. they have, and, and large numbers of elderly people do have these things. Right. Any, anything that's, uh, you know, messing up the system, so that being toxins or drugs or psychological stresses, any of the things that actually cause uh, a weakness in the system and you know, lead to immunocompromise, and uh, that, that leads to problems then when you are exposed to these viruses. Now, I don't, know if, uh, I don't know if this is the case where you are, um, but I know it's, it's the case all over California where I've been, is that every grocery store, every drugstore uh, is offering 10% off your groceries or your drug bill or whatever if you get a vac- vaccination that day. Um, that that strikes me as uh, as as foolish in the extreme because especially for older people, uh, and they they're generally also focusing it on older people. Generally, for older people, they they are the ones who have who have had uh, their own immune systems compromised by other drugs, by other diseases, by uh, uh, by, by um, hard lifestyles, and so forth. <clears throat> and uh, these are exactly the 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 target uh, the target population. Uh, of people who uh, of the of the pharmaceutical companies that have never tested the drugs in that target population. That's right. They've never been you know, tested. If wanted, yeah, if if these older folks need some uh, help with their immune system, they should you know avoid sugar and take some vitamin D and maybe some zinc and things like this. Things that are natural that will actually improve your immune system and strengthen your body as a whole. Rather than injecting more toxins into the, it's like throwing oil on the fire. Um, so, you know, we haven't even talked about all the, the things that are in these shops besides the, the flu virus itself. Great. Uh, we'll talk so, about we'll talk about that in in the next segment. Uh, we're we're coming up on a uh, uh, coming up on a break, uh, Dr. Case, and uh, uh, this is a. Uh, Fascinating, uh, fa- fascinating conversation, and I will also. So we'll talk about the the combination of things that are in those vaccines, and we'll also talk about uh, some of the fraudulent uh, data that have been put forth by our uh, by our official government uh, organs to support their uh, incorrect statements. Uh, and we'll also talk about. I hope you'll talk about how how people can avoid. 
the the diseases caused uh, by uh, by by vaccines that are being touted as uh, as great saviors, like for instance Gardasil and uh, and other uh, infant uh, vaccines. Uh, this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, where you can get Dr. Case's book, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. I, I want everybody to read that book. I want everybody to read that book. It is an outstanding book. Um, where you can also get uh, testimonials about all kinds of people who have recovered from a variety of degenerative diseases uh, on the Gerson therapy, terrible diseases, up to 30, 40, 50 years and um, and are happily living good, healthy, wholesome lives, um, disease-free, doctor-free, drug-free, like myself. I'm 70 years old. I'm, I, I take no drugs. Uh, and uh, learn how. Uh, stay healthy. Keep healthy. Uh, this is Howard Strauss, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. Stay with us. We'll be right back right after this break. Um, with uh, Dr. Brad Case. Steps to a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to sign in, leave us your email address, and uh, and uh, and we'll send you uh, information about uh, programs, guests, uh, upcoming events, new literature, books, booklets, and uh, information that you really can use to uh, to improve and maintain your good health. Like today, we're talking to Dr. Brad Case, uh, a friend of the program and a personal friend, a very good personal friend. Uh, I admire the man tremendously. Uh, he's, a, he's a great writer, uh, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. By the way, uh, Brad, you've done so much since I last spoke to you that uh, uh, my biography is not current. You want to tell us what you're doing right now? Uh, yeah, so uh, since I'm leaving California, I went to Tennessee for a couple of years, and I taught anatomy and physiology there. You knew about that. Yes, I did. Um, then um, 
I was offered a residency, a family practice residency at my alma mater. Um, pretty, pretty prestigious position. There's only one offered per year in the in the U.S. Uh, so I was uh, offered that position. Um, so I grabbed that. And what that basically means is that I, I work at the school. I uh, oversee the um, the student clinic, the, the student interns as they're treating patients, um, offering you know suggestions and so forth. There, I also uh, co-teach in the physical diagnosis lab class, and um, I'm getting uh, that. That's part of my job. A big part of my job is schooling, though. I'm getting uh, my degree in naturopathic medicine right now, so uh, lots and lots of classes on naturopathy and uh, thinking, you know, things like microbiology again and things like that again. But um, And then next fall I'll be starting a Master of Science program as well in advanced clinical practice. So lots going on for me. Well, you know, and congratulations on all of the uh, all the great progress you're making in your career, and all the great information you're gathering. Uh, this can do nothing but make you a more valuable uh, contributor to the uh, to the health conversation in this country. And boy, we need good contributors to the health conversation in this country. Yeah. Um, oh, another, another part that I forgot is that I also do uh, rotations with a medical doctor, a very nice guy. Uh, so I, you know, I I kind of bash. The medical field in my book a lot, but I don't bash individual medical doctors. There are a lot of good MDs out there, and and this guy that I that I see patients with is uh, is a good guy. He's, he's a friend of natural medicine. Oh, I fully agree. Remember, Dr. Gerson was a medical doctor, but typical right. typically, and this I've seen this too often, far too often. Uh, along with several guests on my show who have been medical doctors, uh, yeah. the the really good ones, the good, the ones who are good at heart, the ones who have uh, good, truly good intent, and the knowledge to back it up with actions, uh, are typically under severe attack by their quote colleagues unquote, <clears throat> who have no interest in healing, only interest in uh, disease because that's where the money is, and uh, and uh, and attack them mercilessly. So, yeah. so I would imagine, and this is just a guess, uh, Brad, that your that your friend, uh, the, the this man, this doctor that you respect, and I have doctor friends that I respect as well, uh, is under attack by the rest of the medical profession. This is just a guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. He, he doesn't, you know, practice the, the, these things, but he's friendly towards them. Let's just put it that way. Great. So. Yeah. Now we were talking. You were talking earlier about the variety of chemicals and uh, contaminants that they put in to uh, vaccines, to the point where vaccine scientists won't take their own product. They will yeah. not allow their families to take vaccines. They will not allow the vaccines to be injected into their own bodies. They know what's in it. Uh, you want to elaborate on the contents of uh, vaccines that are negative for us? Sure. Yeah, so first of all, again, going back, we, we know that the statistics that these things are really not effective, very, very unaffected. Well, that's, um, at, that's at, very, at very best, they're ineffective. At worst, at worst, they're damaging. They, they're very often damaging. Um, and I've seen, I've seen patients and I've heard, I've heard from nurses, uh, people coming into hospitals after being damaged, and we've got an article we can talk about uh, from Australia. Going, what's going on over there right now? 
so what's causing this is, is all the other toxins that they put in there. They can't just throw some, you know, viruses or bacteria in some water and inject that into people. They have to do things to them. The bacteria, um, often what they do to kill the bacteria or hope, try to kill the bacteria is put a bunch of formaldehyde in there to kill the bacteria. Um, then they try to neutralize the formaldehyde with another chemical. And then, you know, so those are a couple things that are in some of the, especially the bacterial uh, vaccines. Um, what they do to viral vaccines, to they, they call them attenuated live vaccines, um, they often passage these viruses through multiple species. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll take a virus, which is, um, they, they call it a viral isolate, you know, and I use the little quotation mark there around isolate. You can't isolate a virus. You, you cannot just well, have too small. They're, they're too small and, you know, too complex. Um, they can't live on their own, so they have to be, you know, in, in other cells. So they're not, they're not, they're, am I right in saying that so viruses are not alive? That's right. They're really not uh, true living things because they have, you know, they have no nervous system. They can't produce energy. They can't, they don't use energy. They, they just kind of float around. And then once, uh, once they get in the proper environment, which is another cell, um, which they enter through a receptor, you know, there has to be a receptor on that cell for it to get in. Once they get inside that cell, then they use that cell machinery to reproduce and create energy and so forth. So, yeah, they're not really truly living things. Um, so you can't really kill a virus then in that case. You have to, you know, can denature it. But, um, so they passage these viruses through multiple species. So they might take a virus that they found. Let's use polio as an example. They find the polio virus in fecal matter. They kind of wash that off a little bit, you know, and strain off some of the other big particles, the bacteria and cells and so forth, and they get it down to, you know, viruses and a bunch of other chemicals and things, probably toxins. And then they um, grow that on a kidney, monkey kidney, so those kidney cells pick up the viruses and then they create more viral particles. And then you take that, then they inject that into, say, uh, a monkey, and then they remove it, some of the fluid from that monkey's brain and inject it into another monkey. And then, uh, uh, you know, several monkeys later, then they'll inject it into a mouse, and several mice later, then they'll inject it into hamsters, and then, and then back into monkeys. And then, then, then they say, okay, well, now we've altered this virus enough that it's probably not going to be too infective, so let's try it on people. Is it, going, how, is it going to have any of the, quote, polio virus, unquote, left in it? Well, it's going to be severely altered. They call it a weakened virus, but they don't really know if it's weakened. All they because they haven't tested could, it. It could be it could yeah, be they, strengthened. Who knows? Strengthened, right? So then they inject it into people, and if you know those people don't die right away, then they just you know, <laughs> send it out to mass population. Okay, um, that's kind of the, the basics on how they do these things. But then they have to stabilize these things, so they, or attenuate that, or not attenuate. Um, well, let's just say stabilize these these particles. So they put in other things to, let's say, uh, hook your immune system a little better, okay, um, to make them more antigenic, more uh, available to the immune system. So they add things like mercury. Um, they, they don't usually won't see mercury by name on the label. The, the label will say thimerosal, which is 50% mercury. But isn't isn't thimerosal organic mercury? Um, true. 
Yeah. And and, so, and and although mercury is the, is the most deadly uh, non radioactive metal that there is, thimerosal or or organic mercury is a hundred times as lethal, a hundred times as as toxic. That's right. Something like that, anyway. That it, it, it seems to be quite a bit more toxic. So, um, yeah. So yeah. And, and, a, and they're ingesting and they're injecting this into infants. Yeah. Amazing. Small amounts of it. Small amounts of it, but it, it accumulates. So the, your body. Certain people have a harder time getting rid of these toxins than other people, and that's where the genetic component comes in. That's where some kids will get autism and some won't. Some kids might get, you know, a, a major case of autism and some kids will just get, you know, some learning disorder, but they're, you know, relatively normal otherwise. Um, so there are it's, there's different abilities to detoxify. Okay, so, but mercury, yeah, like you said, um, you drop a thermometer on the floor, that's toxic stuff. These, these things are more toxic, but in small quantities. But you keep doing it over and over. You, you get injects of mercury at uh, two months and four months and six months and eight months and 11 months and 15 months and 18 months and then 17 years and 18. And, you know, pretty soon you've got a, quite a bit of mercury in you. Um, and I go into the actual doses in my book in, in more, um, you know, actual statistics. And it's, it's, the, the hepatitis B vaccine, which used to contain a pretty large amount of mercury, and they were injecting, injecting it into one-year-old infants. Uh, that was something like 30 times the um, maximum dose of what the uh, EPA said was allowable to, you know, be injected back into a, a person with a fully functioning immune system. But infants, of course, don't have a fully functioning immune system, nor do they have a blood-brain barrier, nor bile, or any way to get rid of this stuff. So it was really severe load. So when, if you look at the uh, statistics of when we started seeing lots more autism, um, I mean, it really saw no autism before we started using the DPT shot, which was the first one using the thimerosal. Um, as we progressed further in time, as more people started getting those shots, we started seeing more autism. And when we added the hepatitis B vaccine, we started seeing a lot more autism. And then we added the HIV vaccine also containing thimerosal, we saw tons more autism. So it's like a, a dose uh, ratio. And and this is something that uh, that the uh, that the FDA is ignoring. They are basically completely ignoring. Oh, they were. Uh, they they have now kind of because enough parents have thrown up their arms and started screaming about this. They finally. Um, and I don't think the FDA actually had anything to do with it. It was the drug companies finally realizing, hey, we're going to get sued so severely that we better do something about it. But it took them years and years and years. They've known about this problem basically since the beginning. They kept, you know, sweeping it under the rug and pretending and covering it up and, you know, hoping that nobody would find out. And um, back in... I forget the year. Oh, don't, um, don't, don't start now. I, uh, we're coming up on a break, Brad. <clears throat> Hold the thought. We'll be right back. Um, this is the power of natural healing. Uh, stay with us, folks. We have more to tell you. Uh, our last break now. Uh, this is Howard Strauss, your host. We're talking to Dr. Brad Case, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media. Stay with us.
Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's figure it out intimately. Airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Uh, This is Howard Strauss. Your host, and um, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And this is G-E-R-S-O-N media.com. And we're talking today with Dr. Brad Case, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, a splendid book that I recommend to everybody. You really need this information. And um, you can get it on our website. And uh, Dr. Dr. Case is talking to us about uh, thimerosal and uh, the uh, the response of the pharmaceutical companies to the uproar about uh, autism and uh, and its connection to thimerosal, which is becoming more and more obvious every year, uh, and the fraudulent uh, data that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, uh, have um, have been passing off as as actual data. Uh, so. So, um, Brad, you were talking about uh, thimerosal and what the pharmaceutical companies did when the companies, uh, when the um, uh, when when the parents started to uh, scream about this. Right. Yeah. So you know, enough people started realizing, hey, you know, I, my kid got a shot today, and you know, the next day they had a seizure, or you know, uh, you know, whatever, that had some major reaction to the this drug and uh, they started screaming about it. So reluctantly, after a while, they had one of their top researchers look into this problem. He spent, um, you know, months and months, if not years, looking at the database that they had been accumulating for years. And lo and behold, he found out that uh, that it did cause autism. There was at least a strong association between the amount of thimerosal all these kids are getting and they're getting some neurodegenerative disorder, as they just describe it. So they held this meeting. Uh, for, you know, it was around 19, uh, I mean, around 2000, probably. Um, again, documented in my book. We have the actual documents. Uh, you can you can find them on I think SafeMinds.com as the actual documents that were acquired through the Freedom of Information Act. But they, in Simpsonwood, Georgia, they held a secret meeting, including the CDC and the FDA and all the major drug company, uh, that, companies that make vaccines, were all present. This Dr. Versendahl comes up and stands up and says, yes, indeed, there is a, a strong association. What do we do about it? 
um, they spent the rest of the weekend basically figuring out how they could cover up the situation and, you know, extract themselves slowly from this because all the drug companies had already, you know, produced millions of doses of vaccines with this thimerosal in it. They didn't want to just throw those away. Oh, no, no, so, no, even though it's poison. Right. Even though, yeah, you know, some per- some percentage of children were going to die from that. They didn't throw them away. So they decided that they would continue to deny it and cover things up and, you know, yada, yada. And um, and slowly, as, you know, as the, their stocks dissipated, they would make slightly safer vaccines with either less or no thimerosal. Which so is nowadays, or, or less obviously dangerous is what they're saying. Yeah, right. So because people have been screaming so much about thimerosal, they, they took the, most of the thimerosal out of the, at least childhood vaccines. Now, the flu shot... To my knowledge, I haven't looked this year, but um, up, I think as recently as last year or the year before, still contained about 25 micrograms of mercury in every dose. So, and and it's still being recommended to children. Oh my God! So oh. Um, they have taken the the mercury, the thimerosal, out of, or you know, reduced it drastically in the other childhood vaccines. Finally, it took them, you know, about five years after that secret meeting before it was completely all gone. Like I said, just as they sold out all their their previous stocks. Now, but they've taken, let's say they've taken, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt and say they've taken all the thimerosal out. You know, they have it. Um, they're still formaldehyde. They're still aluminum. They're still polyethylene glycol, which is closely related to antifreeze. There's still, um, in the Gardasil shot, polysorbate 80, which recombines with an amino acid, L-histidine, that's also in that shot, and creates blood clots. Doesn't that, doesn't that also uh, create sterility? And Yes, and sterility is another problem with that shot. So there's, there's all kinds of problems with these shots, and... So how do uh, so you have a, you have a website, uh, Dr. Case, and on that website yeah. you uh, you give strategies and forms and uh, advice on how yeah. to how to avoid uh, the uh, having your children forced to take vaccines. Could you right. uh, c- could you get uh, you know mention that website and what yeah, how people can use it? Yeah, my website is healthisnatural.com. And on there, I have I have the waiver for uh, California. Um, there are most states; all states have at least one form of waiver. Um, in some cases, it's all, you have to get you know waived by your medical doctor. You have to say you have a you know dangerous health issue that uh, prevents you from being vaccinated. But in places like California, there are philosophical and religious exemptions. In my state, now Illinois, there are there's a religious exemption. I I had to get one myself for my school because the school is supported by the state and the state, rec- you know, forces them to, you know, have things on record. So I had to come up with a religious exemption to prevent myself from getting injected with the um, tetanus and diphtheria shot. So, um, yeah, even in a healthcare university that's, you know, supposedly alternative, we, we still have to do these things. But there are ways. Almost every state has um, some way of, of doing this. You can find... If you can't, you know, I've only got California waiver on my website, but you can find information out there on the web for religious exemptions. There are other people like nurses that are being forced to 
you know, take the flu shot if they don't. Nurses, they don't. first re- first responders, paramedics, uh, soldiers, uh, virtually everyone with a government paycheck is being forced now to yeah. take uh, to take one of these shots. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I, I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I think there are um, there's there's the beginnings of some you know class action lawsuits. Hopefully that are getting started or starting to gear up. So I would you know strongly urge people that are in those fields to look into that and you know, join those. Uh, Dr. Casey, this has been a fascinating, uh, fascinating hour uh, of, um, of of great information from you. Um, besides besides looking at your uh, your website, healthisnatural.com, um, could you uh, do you have anything you would particularly like to leave our audience with in the last minute or so of uh, of our conversation? Well, there's so many things, I guess. Um, in my book and also on my website, uh, there are what I have are these 20 strategies that you can use to get yourself healthy, to extract yourself from you know, needing the, the requirement of needing Western medicine. You know, Western medicine is the number one cause of disease and death in our country, unfortunately, because of the toxicity of their methods. You know, they're, they're, they use drugs, they use medications, so that toxifies the system. We have to extract ourselves from that system and the way to do that is to make yourself healthy, be proactive. So um, taking the right vitamins and supplements and getting the right amount of rest and drinking the right amount of water and avoiding sugar and eating the right foods and, uh, you know, dozens of things. So I have this, I've broken it down into 20 steps to perfect health is what I call it. That's listed for free on my website. Um, it's uh, also in my book. Uh, my book goes into much more depth about uh, all the stuff that we've been talking about and much more. So, um, and it's beautifully written and uh, very to the point with uh, with great humor and uh, and, and pretty <laughs> sarcastic comments about conventional uh, Western <laughs> medicine. Uh, Brad, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show, and I hope uh, you join us again soon. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate your spending Super Bowl Sunday with us. And, um <laughs> And um, and and sharing your great information with uh, with our audience. Uh, this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We've been talking to Dr. Brad Case, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, a fantastic book that I want everybody to read. Which is why we carry it on our website, GersonMedia.com. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media. Uh, at GersonMedia.com, where we carry all kinds of literature, <coughs> media. Uh, testimonials and uh, techniques for keeping your good health, for restoring your good health if you don't have it. And uh, and you can spread this information to your friends, your children, your family, uh, and to keep yourself healthy and recover your health if you, um, uh, if you have lost it due to the techniques of conventional medicine. Join us again next week. We'll have another fascinating guest uh, on the power of natural healing. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.